Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Kenz as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or Mac and Kenz your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another week of the For the Girl podcast. We are really excited about this week's episode. I know we say that every week, but this week we're talking to the girl who's craving more consistency in her walk with Jesus. And let's be real. We are just all pretty good at being inconsistent (laughs) and we all just need maybe a kick in the butt just to to get back to consistency because I don't know about you kids but when I've been in seasons of really consistent time with Jesus those are often the seasons that just yield so much fruit in my life so much joy in my life Mm -hmm. um and it's just a really cool thing and something that I always find myself even when I get out of it I just find myself craving and and wanting to get back to it so if that's you I think you're going to enjoy today's episode, and we're excited to jump in and talk all about consistency in your walk with Jesus. But first, we are going to do uh, this week's top three and just chat about three things happening in our world, in the world, and just what we think about them. So, (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Okay, yeah. Um, The first thing I wanted to talk about was the fact that summer is like almost over. How do you feel about it? I have mixed reviews. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like uh, it's gone by fast. I feel like everybody would say that. Um, but I found myself getting really excited for Christmas recently, and I'm trying to plan a fun trip for Tyler and I in December. And so I've been getting like in the spirit and in the mood for that, and obviously I love fall. I saw something like on, I think it was on TikTok the other day, that was like the football sound and it was like some girl was like, you have a, a pot of soup on the stove. You just lit your fall candle and you're about to take a nap while oh. you're, like, your boyfriend, husband watches football. And I was like, ah, I can't wait for that life. <laughs> That's actually so true. Football season is a good one. I'm not even a big – I really don't really know what's going on in the on the field, but I'm still, like, here for it. I like it on in the I am just – me too. I just like the idea that like for like four hours on Sunday, we're going to lay on the couch yeah. and like chill. Yeah. Like that's so fun. <laughs> it feels a little bit more healthy of a thing to be watching than like Netflix. I feel like summer you're just watching like trash TV and don't know what to do with yourself. So yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, I agree. I like, I need to get in all my pool, my pool hangs though. I feel like I have not been been consistent so while the sun's out I need to get it all the rays in I feel like August is the perfect time to go to the pool because people stop going to the pool so they're usually pretty empty and like relaxing which is nice I went to the pool this weekend and there was not one person there and it was awesome yeah (laughs) yeah we need to take advantage of that okay um the second thing is that uh that I want to talk about is just our crazy weeks I mean, I think this is one of the craziest weeks of the whole entire year for us. We have regional. Yeah. Like, as you guys know, we also do this thing called Delight. Delight Ministries is a college women's ministry. We started it a long time ago. And so we still, like, that's where we put a lot of our time. And that is a big week in the Delight world right now. We're doing our regional director training. And we also have our Delight conference, which is so exciting. Everything's actually so exciting. But I wanted to talk about, in the midst of a crazy week, how are you, Mac? Um, how are you 
able to like fill yourself up and find moments of rest and not run yourself empty. Yeah, it's so funny. I was thinking about this morning. Honestly, like I feel like the last week or so has just been a bad week. Wow. <laughs> like I agree. I'm here for you for that. I just have not I don't know what's going on or what it is and but I'm sure there's a lot of stuff there spiritually and non-spiritually all the things, but I've just felt like not myself not in a good mood, all of the things. And I think so much of it is just like the pressure I put on myself or uh, just maybe like a little bit of burnout and exhaustion. Uh, I feel like I was sick last week and that always plays into it too. But yeah, so I feel like I really need to do that. (laughs) It's like, it's really important. And it's so funny because this conference is always the best. Like it's always the best couple days of the year. But at the same time, sometimes those really amazing spiritual high moments can also on the front end and the back end can have some really hard moments and some valley moments. And I know for me, like, I don't want to be on this spiritual roller coaster of like up and down. And it's so funny that we're talking about consistency today because yeah. I think we're going to get into that a little bit more. But I know for me, I don't know. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to have fun with it. Like, that's the thing I think I need to do is like take the pressure off and just realize that this is so fun and it's such a joy and such an honor. So even in my time leading up to it, like, I very much tonight would, would love to like spend my night prepping and preparing for something or, you know, doing something that feels like it takes the weight of like my to-do list off of me. But I really feel like tonight what I need to do is like get with a friend who really encourages me and who I love a lot and like have fun with them. (laughs) Um, And so I think a friend and I are going to spend some time together tonight. We might, I need to go to Target and like get a curling iron. So we might go do that and then just like hang out, spend, we might go to trivia night tonight, something like that. But I think that that's one thing that for me, I am like always going to choose my to-do list over fun when I have busy, stressful weeks. And I really believe that I think God's heart for us is for it not to feel so heavy. And so, uh, yeah, I think for me, choosing some fun this week. That is good. That's really good. I feel like this is relevant for so many different people too, is life just is busy right now. People are going back to school and put in a lot on their plate and so finding moments of fun is yes so important there's something about laughing and just forgetting about everything else for a moment in time is like actually stepping into the joy that God offers us because he is joy and sometimes we feel like this mission on earth is so like we gotta like go get him chase after him do everything in our own strength but his joy is like right there for us to join in on and I think that's one of the best ways to make everything feel a little bit lighter. But, okay, that's so good. For me, I feel like I'm just taking every little moment I can to, like, take a breath and to settle in. Also, I feel like when things are really busy, you almost want them to go by faster. You're like, oh, my gosh, okay, when we get to Saturday, it's going to be, like, chill again. But but that is going to run yourself empty really fast. So I'm really trying to just, like – Taken every little moment, like the drive from the office to here, I was like, ah, this is so nice and chill. And how cool is it that I get to do this? And just like, even in this moment, just being like, okay, this is just our time to like chat about life and things going on. Taking in moments to just be present and soak it all in, I think is one of the best ways to also, uh, to not run yourself empty. So this is exciting. 
Crazy. Yes. Okay, the last thing is yes. a personal thing, and that's the fact that we're both on the church hunt. I wanted to hear how this Sunday was for you. What, what church did you go to? <laughs> Wow, you're calling me out because I actually didn't go to church oh, this Sunday. <laughs> I know. We had like a family day and I we drove up to my sister's house. So we we traveled. My dad, so my, I think most people know my dad's a pastor. And so my dad is on a seven-week sabbatical right now. And so we're doing like a lot of family things in the midst of it. So it was my brother's birthday. So we planned like a little family day. So I didn't go to church um, and... Tyler was also out of town this weekend, but we are we are kind of leaning in the direction of one church, nice. but we don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I'm honestly, Ken's and I, I feel like we've had behind the scenes conversations about this. I, I haven't set everybody up well for this. I've talked a little bit about it, but um, we are kind of like trying to take it slow rather than like rushing in and making a decision just to like make a decision and like be like, we have a church, you know, we're kind of trying to, to take it slow. Cause we've done that before and then wound up in a place that we just felt like actually wasn't setting us up for success with community. And so this time we want to be really serious about that. And so we're kind of just trying to take it slow, which almost feels weird myself. I'd rather be like, this is where we're going and we're all in. But I think, what we need right now is to just really kind of see yeah. see God's hand leading us and guiding us. And right now we don't we don't feel like He said this one or that one immediately. And so, yeah. um, knowing that we want to get there and make that decision, but right now, before like community groups start and things like that, we're kind of just taking it slow. That is good. Yeah, that is like so true. I feel like that's what me and Josh have done wrong in our church hunt is we've like <laughs> grasped onto like the first one. We're like, oh my gosh, that was so amazing. Every church we visit, we're like, that's so amazing. We're definitely going back. And then we just find ourselves there for three months and then being like, wait, what are we doing? So I think that's important. Same with me. I need you to teach me your spirit of thinking every church is amazing and so great. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I walk away from everyone and I'm like, Oh man, there were some things that I didn't love, and I'm like, I hate that spirit in me. But yeah, <laughs> I need right. to go to church with Ken so she can point out all the ways it's amazing and awesome. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I don't know. I guess I'm just like living in another world. I don't even know. But we had to tell them. So Ken's and I were we were at a retreat the other night, and we were sleeping in bunk beds, and we like, of course, stayed up late, really late one night talking and. I was like, so how's the church hunt going or something like that? And she just busts out laughing because she, according to what I had known, they had settled on a church like a month yeah. ago. And then she's like, well, we went to a new church this morning. And I just bust out laughing <laughs> because she was so, I mean, it was cute. You were all in on that church one month ago. And then um, they had tried out a new one and they loved the new one. They loved it. Yeah. Exactly. That's where our church hunts are different. Mac just, you know, she's kind of new to Matthews, new to being married, and they're figuring something out like new and fresh together. Josh and I, on the other hand, have lived in Nashville for like 10 years, been married for two, and we just like are still on the church. (laughs) Our experiences are different. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. It's just because of that. We, we just like go with the flow. So we're not now we're going to be prayerful and slow with it. So, yeah, but so real. So if you're still on the hunt, don't stay on the hunt forever, obviously (laughs) like us, but just saying we get it. It's tough. It's tough out there. And yeah, I think we all just are craving a space where we can know Jesus more and be known. And sometimes that's harder 
than it sounds. So yeah. we get you. Yes, we, do. <laughs> we actually did a podcast. I think it was it for the girl looking for a church, a home church or something like that. Yeah. Um, so yes. You have to go listen and we talk more about this. So if this like resonates with you, go listen to that episode. I might have to do that myself. So anyways. Yeah. That was back in the day when we were very plugged into churches. Yes. Oh, so true. my how things have changed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's how life goes. Speaking of consistency, oh sounds gosh. like that's what we need. So I think it's time that we jump into this episode. Let's get into our conversation around consistency in your walk with Jesus. Alrighty, we are pumped to talk about this because as you just heard, uh, the faith journey has some ups and some downs, the mountaintops and the valleys. Sometimes you're killing it with your your routine and then other times you just aren't, you know, for us. That's totally been true. And I'm honestly most excited about this episode because I need it for myself. I've been telling... I've been telling Mac, I've been, there's been moments with people and in community that we've, this has come up, but I have like so not been consistent with my time with Jesus. I don't even know. Sometimes life just brings, life comes in seasons. And for me, I, I, yeah, the beginning of the year, it was just a hard one. Um, and I like could not find time with, with him and it felt like really hard. And I'm now getting back to the point where I'm like, okay. Like, this is so important. I feel so much more alive and connected to the vine. And I feel like the spirit is overflowing in my life when I'm actually with him and connected to him rather than like just trying to muster up our strength on our own. And oh my gosh, that's so real. That's a scary thing is I really feel like you can do this life with Jesus. You can do it almost like apart from him you can muster up the strength on your own you can go about your day-to-days like all on your own and find little moments but then there's nothing like like soaking in his presence all morning long and it feels so different that way and so I am just personally convicted to get back to it so super excited to talk about how to do that and just more direction in it all so yeah it's good and I think that it's a perfect time to do this. I think that a lot of you are maybe in school, in college, and so you're about to restart routines and restart rhythms. And so I think it's always a perfect time to kind of get back to consistency when you're able to do this, um, when your life starts to look a little bit more consistent. But then also I think if if yours is, you're still working your nine to five job, I just believe this is a perfect time to do it too as well of like, there's no better time than the present to get back to it, to get back to that regular routine and rhythm of just being with Jesus. Uh, But at the same time, I kind of want to also correct maybe a false narrative or a lie that consistency is synonymous with time Mm. because I don't always think that's true. I think when you are lacking a consistency in your faith with Jesus, it's often not exactly a time issue or a lack of time issue. It's actually usually a passion issue. Usually when we're inconsistent in our walks with Jesus, it's because we've become inconsistent in our passion for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing that I think we have to do in this conversation is just ask ourselves that that hard, tough question and kind of put that mirror up to our hearts and just ask, like, have we lost some of our passion and zeal for Jesus? And I think most of us can maybe admit that that's probably 
true. And the the definition of passion, so passion means a fervency or an urgency or or an unquenchable desire and longing to be with someone. Um, passion is that thing that like we cannot help. Passion is an overflow. It's almost like it's almost uncontrollable. It's just something that kind of pours out of us. And that is the kind of love that God is looking for from us. I don't know about you guys, but I love to go back on like my early days with Jesus when, when like I was new and fresh in kind of my, my walk with him and my faith with him. And I remember those moments when like, I just couldn't wait to be with him. Like I was so excited to wake up in the mornings and and read my Bible. I was so excited to go to worship nights, like literally my freshman year of college. This is hilarious, but I think I went to like a worship night every night of the week. Like (laughs) I had like a schedule, like, you know, Ken's the days. I was like, you know, Tuesdays was awakening or not awakening. What was Tuesdays in college? Um, Do you remember? uh, (laughs) uh, The awakening, I thought. It's so no. It was the one sanctuary, sanctuary, sanctuary. Wednesday was fire nights. They still do sanctuary, by the way. Sanctuary Nashville. Fridays was awakening. I remember Friday or Saturday, something like that. Like literally, I had one every night, and I seriously would go like four or five days a week to some sort of like worship night or church event, Um, and I just couldn't get enough. And here I am, like ten years later, and my heart doesn't quite desire (laughs) as much of Jesus as it used to. And I, and I think about, oftentimes I think about like what changed. And the one thing I know to be true is that it certainly isn't God. (laughs) It certainly isn't him. Like his passion for me, his passion for you has not wavered at all. He is still there. He loves you just as much as he always has. And so we're the ones that have changed. We're the ones that have maybe grown a little bit. And in a lot of ways, we've grown deeper, but sometimes we've at the same time simultaneously grown a little bit further away from the heart of God. And so... I think sometimes when we think about a lack of passion, immediately we feel shame and we want to just be like, no, 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 no. Like my passion's the same. But I think there's actually something really Mm -hmm. beautiful to confessing it, admitting it, recognizing it, and then going to God and saying, God, will you renew that passion in me? Like, can I ask for your forgiveness for being so distracted and just so discouraged? And I believe, and I know that Jesus welcomes you back to his side with open arms and Mm. he invites you to almost experience that first love fire with him again, where it was so new and fresh and exciting. And that passion just was something that, that couldn't be stopped. And so Mm -hmm. I think around this conversation, like this is where we have to start. We have to start not with blaming our busy schedules for our lack of consistency with Jesus, but actually getting to the heart of it and realizing that perhaps our passion and our love and our zeal for him has been quenched a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's really good and really convicting. And I agree. You like have to start there. It's funny how hard, I don't know why it feels so hard to like, to for us to like admit that but Mm -hmm. it like it is really true and it's funny if you don't do that I think you'll find yourself like if you don't step into the compassion I mean the confession piece I think you'll find yourself just still like walking into a worship night hoping like something will change again or walking into a bible study hoping that somebody's gonna pray over something and your spirit's gonna shift but like I, I agree. I like really don't believe that that passion 
that passion is refueled in those moments. I think if anything, it's just going to be like, you're going to walk in those rooms in those settings and be a little bit like, like, like in a bad mood (laughs) instead of like (laughs) open to what the spirit will do. I really do believe that that passion is flipped on its head or is ignited, I guess, when, when you confess and I need that moment. Oh my gosh, especially this is so convicting, but like we talked about before, before going into even this delight conference where I'm going to be in this room, like full of women worshiping the Lord. Like that's so exciting, but there's nothing better than just like a moment at the feet of Jesus, like just being raw, honest with him so that you can come into those other atmospheres with a pure heart and like a right mind. And I think that's like, this is so exciting. Um, Yeah. And confession can look so different. I think like it can look like having that conversation with a friend, like a Jesus-centered conversation with a friend. I think it can look like, it probably starts like just a journal entry or a prayer or um, something in a quiet place. Um, But also I think that that confession is really powerful too when you speak it out loud to somebody. So I think it can, yeah, I'm excited for that and for myself and for everybody listening. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's cool is sometimes we, we think like we almost compare our, our new self to our old self, you know, and our, Mm -hmm. our current passion to our old passion. And I think we have to also understand that like that passion doesn't have to look exactly like what passion used to look like. Um, that I do think God can bring us into new seasons where passion does look different. Passion for him takes on different forms and, and, uh, different rhythms and things like that. So I don't think like you have to go exactly back to, you know, that first year when you were so on fire for Jesus. But I think that that heart posture is what we're trying to get back to. And then that heart posture might express itself in some really different ways. And so, I've always loved just the passage where Jesus talks about abiding and talks about the vine. And John 15, 4 says, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. And so to me, passion equals abiding. And passion feels like fire and zeal and wild dance party. And then abiding feels like peace and quiet (laughs) and consistency. And I think that they go hand in hand. I think as we abide, it grows our passion. And as our passion for Jesus grows, we have a deeper desire to abide, to get to that place of quiet, stillness, consistency. And so that's why I think they're so connected. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we want to kind of talk about over the next like rest of this podcast episode, what is abiding look like for you and um, how can you grow in how you abide with Jesus and so this is hilarious but I've called this like a little audit of your faith <laughs> uh, so delight is a 51c3 so it's a nonprofit so we have to be we have to get audited every single year <laughs> and it's this big thing where somebody comes in and like looks at all of our finances and our processes and, and makes sure that we're not like doing things we shouldn't be doing essentially <laughs> um, and it's a long process but it, it's it's really cool I think when you come out on the other side and uh, you learn and you 
they oftentimes help you with your processes and help you to, to do things in better ways. And so I thought it'd be kind of fun to do like a little audit of our own maybe walks with Jesus so that hopefully we can learn from them and grow from them and just set up some better rhythms of consistency and abiding with Jesus. And so kids, we're doing this too. I thought it'd be kind of fun if like mm-hmm. we... I shared all the questions and like everybody can take some time to answer. Um, and then I thought we could talk through our results and kind of share it as well. So you're not getting out of this, Ken. Oh, okay. Oh, no, I'm nervous. <laughs> okay. So grab a piece of paper or something, everybody, including Ken. Okay. Getting a piece of paper. And uh, I'm going to read off some questions and you can just jot down your answer. Ken's don't tell us live so people don't get distracted by your answer. Yeah. Obviously. Okay. Definitely. So I'll read all the questions first and then we'll pause. Then you can pause the episode if you need more time and then we'll kind of talk about the results of your faith audit. So question number one, what is the biggest time sucker in your life? (laughs) The biggest time sucker in your life. So for example, this might be things like Instagram, TikTok, Netflix, uh, I don't know what it is for you, but what is that biggest time? Can it be like, life? can it be like work or working yeah, it out? Can be what, yeah. Like, I think you got to know yourself. Yeah. Like, what is that thing that is maybe a little, not always super necessary? Oh, okay. Key. Not always super necessary. So like, not like, cause some things can suck up time that be like, oh, but it's a time sucker is a negative connotation. So I guess it's like a frivolous time sucker. Yeah. So like, okay. If for you, it might be working out because you work out six hours a day and you don't need to work out six hours a day, yeah. you know, <laughs> but for some of you, yeah, does that make yes, sense? Yes, that's great. Cool. I'm not answering, right? Okay. okay. No, don't answer. <laughs> what's the biggest time sucker in your life? Okay. Number two, what's the area of your life that you feel the most stress or anxiety in? What's the area of your life that you feel the most stress or anxiety in? Okay. Number three, what do you typically turn to when you are stressed or anxious? What do you typically turn to when you are stressed or anxious? Okay. Number four, when was the last time you felt super connected to God? When was the last time you felt super connected to God? And what were the circumstances? Okay. And then number five, who is the biggest encourager of your faith? Who is the biggest encourager of your faith? And I would say this needs to be somebody who is somebody you actually know, (laughs) Uh, someone that you're actually in relationship with. Okay. Did you get them? Yes. Do you need me to repeat a question, Ken? (laughs) If you guys need me to repeat a question, just rewind it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I got it. Okay, that's fun. Okay. So those are your questions. Again, I think it's super important when you're doing this audit, like you got to be super honest. Like I always say, write down your first answer and then dig a little deeper. And that answer that you didn't want to write down the first time is probably the real answer. (laughs) So 
You got to be super honest. But now, after we've taken this little audit, now we're going to actually analyze our results. So I have a little something for each one of these things. So we're going to start with those time suckers. So those frivolous time suckers. Number one, Ken's. What was your frivolous time sucker? And then I'll share the little tip here. All right. My frivolous time sucker is scrolling on Instagram. Nice. Mine was social media as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A hundred percent. Addicted. Addicted. Uh, and it's so hard because sometimes like I make the excuse that it's for work because it is for work. But like I just find myself, even if I do it for at work unnecessarily, then like past work, I, it's like my mind craves it. My yeah, heart craves yeah. it. Like I just want to reach for it when I have 15 seconds of downtime. And it's just so unnecessary. Yes. Um, and maybe for you, yours is something totally different. But I would say for these like frivolous time suckers if you want to get back to consistency in your walk with jesus for a set season i'm not saying forever would you just go cold turkey would you cut it out (laughs) so i want to challenge all of you guys and challenge us as well that maybe for you for just two weeks let's start with two weeks would we cut it out for two weeks and then at the end of those two weeks reevaluate how did it then open up more space in our day in our hearts, in our minds for consistency with Jesus. I know there was a season, Ken's, where you and I both cut out social media, which it sounds like it's both of our frivolous time suckers for three months. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing and incredible. And I know for us, like, yes, we have to do social media for work. So maybe we don't have the ability to totally cut it out. But maybe it's, you know, come five o'clock till 9 a.m. the next day, we don't do it for two weeks or whatever it is. I just think that... Um, it's such an incredible way to automatically open up more space in your schedule, yes, but also in your heart and your mind to instead fill those moments with Jesus and letting Him be your nourishment and letting Him be the thing that your heart yearns for and craves. Because like I said, my heart craves to scroll on social media. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And instead, how cool would it be if my heart craved to get on my knees and talk to my father in heaven for a few minutes. So it's really good. So good. Okay, I love it. <laughs> this is hilarious. Okay. I'm just going to let you keep going. This is great. Okay, perfect. I love it. Okay, number two. Um, what was that area in your life that you feel the most stress and anxiety in, Ken? Uh, mine was work. 100% me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you have anything like specifically work driven that causes you stress and anxiety? Uh, yeah, like just the just change and transition right now for us and trying to balance our work, probably. Yeah, 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 for sure. Mine is usually like when I have a big project at work. Okay, like, yeah. for example, I'm like prepping for like a big message at conference and like that always just stresses me out. Anytime you put like a ton of pressure on yourself. Yes, yes, um, exactly. And so I'd say for here, I think it's really good, first of all, just to recognize it and to know, like, I think even knowing like work is good, but like getting down even deeper to like, no, no, no. What are those actual specific things from my work life that cause me stress and anxiety? And then here you got to start thinking about healthier boundaries and rhythms here. So with those areas that you feel the most stress and anxiety and how can you set one or two healthy boundaries and rhythms? Mm -hmm. And so I'll give an example, like for mine, I know that mine is like, for example, this big project I have, I have to (laughs) preach a message on Friday night and it's been consuming my mind and consuming my heart. 
And one thing that I want to do this week is to share the weight of it with some other people. Um, because I know for myself, I like to put all the pressure on myself. So, um, one thing I want to do is just like ask some key people in my life to like essentially get in it with me (laughs) and like be in it with me. And so I'm going to have, I'm going to like share it with them and ask for their insights, ask for their, just like their prayers and their help and, and just feel like I'm not in it alone. I think that's gonna be something really good for me. And then, like I said earlier in the intro, just like having fun. Like I need to have fun this week. I don't need to put 60 hours into this one message. You know, I think that there's something really good about closing it and being like, no, tonight I'm going to go and I'm going to like enjoy this week. Um, because I think that gives my heart freedom to enjoy actually giving this message. And Mm so I think for me, just setting some better boundaries and rhythms, what could that look like for you, Kent? That is good. Um, yeah, I feel like for me, it's probably, um, I would say like creating healthy boundaries with work. Uh, probably this is like so practical and I don't even know if this is relatable, but like just organizing my time better. I just say, I guess this is probably really relatable. I say yes to just like too much and in work and outside of work. And so I think a better boundary for me is like, uh, organizing my schedule better and actually leaving room in my time to like to rest. Um, so yeah, that's really good though. That's good. That's good. Okay. This is okay. fun. Okay. So just think about what are some things in that area that causes you stress yeah. and anxiety the most in your life? Cause you probably can't cut that thing out. Like we could number one. <laughs> uh, so how can you actually just choose one or two new healthy boundaries or rhythms to help you in those areas? Okay, number three. So number three, the question was, what do you typically turn to when you are stressed or or anxious? Um, and Ken's, what was yours? Mine was my phone again. My phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. LOL. Mine is um, like good food. <laughs> Like anytime I have a bad day, I just start dreaming about what I can eat for dessert that night. Oh my like, gosh, that's kind of not amazing. even kidding. No. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, I need a McFlurry, yes, <laughs> um, or a Blizzard, or ice cream pint, something like that. So, wow. what you have to know about these things, and if some of you guys are like, when I'm stressed and anxious, I reach for that worship song or my Bible. That's all the power right. to you. That's awesome, but that's not necessarily my heart right now. And so um, I just want you to know what these things are. So these things that you automatically, your heart wants to reach for when you're stressed or anxious, these are called numbing agents. So this is a way for you, you've trained your brain to think that, oh, I can numb out the stress. I can numb out the anxiety by just going to this thing. Um, and we do it all the time, like our phone, a hundred percent, uh, ice cream, a hundred percent, whatever it might be for you. It might be like a relationship that you like text that boy in your phone or whatever it is. Um, I just want to challenge you again for the next week or two, when you find yourself reaching for those things, because you will, would you instead just reach for Jesus? Would you just like tangibly make the decision, okay, when I feel these ways and I find myself wanting to reach for that thing for comfort, would I instead just take a few minutes and cry out to Jesus instead? Would I, you know, 
turn on a guided prayer? Would I open up my Bible? Would I just like make a list of five things that I'm grateful for and thank Jesus for them? Whatever it might be for you, try some different things. But I think it's super cool to just like try this, (laughs) try this and see if you can tune your heart to crave Jesus instead of craving the junk of things like our phone and dessert and things like that. Because I really believe that if we can train our heart to do this, then consistency gets a lot easier because we've trained our hearts to to reach out for Jesus um, in those places of need. And so I think this is a really important thing to try to do. Uh, and yeah, that's the next one. Yay. Okay. All right. Got it. This is really <laughs> helpful. I feel like so many people are like, oh my gosh, yes, I needed this guidance. I needed the hard truth. So this is good. This is our little challenge. Okay, so number four, Ken's. when was the last time you felt super connected to God and what were the circumstances? Um, Got him? Yeah, the last time I felt super connected with God was at church. Uh, funny, we just talked about our church hunt and yes, I loved it. I was like, I love this church. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I connected with God in the midst of that at, at, through worship and actually through this like moment of prayer that they did. It was so incredible. And there's just something I was really praying hard for in my life. And I, uh, yeah, I felt God in the midst of it. Mm, that's good. That's really good. For me, I just jotted down like conversations um, with friends where I feel like known is one where like I talk about like something I'm going through or something God's teaching me and, and they like agree, you know, they're like, yes, I'm with you. And they encourage me in that, or they pray yeah. for me in that. That always makes me feel super tight with God. Um, and so for this, I think again, being able to recognize what that was. And then for, again, for the next week or two, set up time and space for this on the daily, mm. if possible. Um, and if not on the daily, then as frequently or as often as you can. So for you kids, that was like a moment at church, a moment of worship, a moment of teaching, a moment of just being in the presence of God. And so for you, what would it look like to daily get in the presence of God? Yeah. And um, I know, again, because you're going to think it's a time issue, you're going to be like, oh, I don't have time for that. <laughs> um, but what does it look like maybe to... to add in some moments of encounter with Jesus like that in your life. And then for me, um, I like, I told you guys tonight, I'm going to go hang out with a friend who encourages me because I know that like, I'm going to encounter God through that and I'm going to experience God through that. And so I want to set myself up to be able to do that as frequently and as often as possible because I'm consistently choosing to meet with God in that way. And mm. so I think this is really important. And again, try it for a week or two, add it in and and see how it changes your consistency. Mm. So, so that's number four. And then number five, who's the biggest encourager of your faith in person, person that you know? Uh, mine's probably my husband, Josh. Cute. ah, Cute. Yeah. Oh, I it. love it. That's cute. <laughs> I honestly put the same thing, <laughs> but, uh, but, and I think this is, uh, the, the point is here, if you don't have a husband or if it's not your husband, yeah. that's totally okay. Um, but this is the thing is just make sure that you're spending time with them at least once a week and give them permission to pour into your life. So I think for Ken's, for you and I, we probably, we definitely spend every day with our husband, no doubts about it, <laughs> but 
are we creating the space to have these types of encouraging faith conversations with our husbands? Maybe not. Like there's probably times where we go a couple of weeks and we don't actually give our husbands permission to pour into our life. Um, and so I think just creating that time and space of really being intentional to say like, Hey, you are the person in my life who encourages me in my faith the most. And I need you to consistently do that for me? And will you, I give you permission to consistently do that for me. And I think that's a powerful thing to do because I think oftentimes the people who pour into our life the most, they don't know that they're that person for us. And so I think it's really powerful to tell that person and then to get around that person in that kind of intentional space as often and as frequently as you can. Because again, I think it's just an easy way to create consistency in your walk with Jesus. Because when you get time with that person, they're going to leave you encouraged to get more time with Jesus. Yeah. That's really good. Do you do that with Josh? Uh, Yeah. Not consistently. No, I need to because... Yep, I think we can just, with any person in our life that could has the potential to be encourager, we often put walls up or or we just haven't had that moment of confession where we actually like recognize that we need that. Hmm. So I think that's huge. And oh my gosh, I could do it so much more often. Yes, yes. Wow. wow. Okay, this is so cool. Okay, so if, I hope you guys wrote down those questions and got to walk through all of that because, yeah, I think like what we started with is honestly, first and foremost, a lot of times it is a passion issue. It's not a time issue. And <laughs> I actually always used to say this is like, I always say, you know, when you get a boyfriend or yeah, when you get a boyfriend, all of a sudden you like make time for them in a really busy life because you like are super excited to have a boyfriend and you make a million as so much time for them. You're so passionate about it. The same thing goes with Jesus. So you have time but you got to make it and so it really is if you want to make it it's a passion issue so I really do think it starts there and in in that moment of confession and then just like walking through this and actually like what I love about this episode is that it actually is really practical because sometimes like me I have been saying I wanted to get more consistent with my time with Jesus for like four months now and it isn't until you actually like put things into practice that it will really happen and so I really encourage you like I know this might be just like a random moment of time that you listen to this podcast and all of a sudden you find yourself like deleting social media for two weeks or you find yourself like totally rearranging your schedule or um, all of a sudden calling a friend that you don't normally call like I know things might all of a sudden need to change but I would really encourage you to do that because gosh our time with Jesus is so important and this isn't just like your classic I'm gonna sit with my Bible for an hour in the morning it can look so different for you in in any way this is really just getting back to that like relationship that connection just walking hand in hand with the Lord Mm. um and that that can look however it can look for you obviously it's so sweet in the morning because it's before you start your day and you don't have to waste your day grumpy if you spend it with Jesus so I (laughs) think that is actually hugely important too so yeah yeah That's good. That's so good. Yeah. So take these, you know, really process them, really sit at them just at the feet of Jesus and and let him speak into them and then make a plan. I think it's always so good to make a plan. And I like to start with small plans. Just make it for one to two weeks and just see the difference. See if that consistency with Jesus grows. And if it does, then keep doing some of the things and the things that really work for you and the things that really do 
tune your heart or train your heart to crave him more and more and just that ignites that passion again and i thought i'd just give you a couple extra tips these are going to be really quick and really random but yeah uh, just some extra tips if you're in this season the number one way that i think and kenzie kind of hinted at this but i think this is so true number one sometimes the best way to stay consistent is to actually stay spontaneous (laughs) and what i mean by that is if you want to stay consistent in your walk with jesus then don't put it in a box like don't put him in this box of it has to look like this this and this like show me in the bible where it says that you have to light that candle have a cup of coffee (laughs) and start your quiet time by 6 30 a.m it doesn't say it anywhere and so if you find yourself messing up with that plan would you just remove that plan and instead would you allow god to infuse some spontaneity into your time with him again i love that passion often is associated with spontaneity you know (laughs) it's like you're just like oh i love you so much that i have to go do this for you right now or with you right now and so i know for me sometimes i just have to kind of like take away that like it has to look like this spot and leave room for it to look like whatever the heck it needs to look like that day. Sometimes it might just be a 20 minute drive around town where I just like blast worship music. Sometimes it's going to be a walk where I need to just like listen to a message or I need to listen to a, a worship set or something like that. So just let it stay consistent by staying spontaneous. The second would just be to grab a Bible study I know for me, those just on mornings where I wake up and I have no clue what I need to do, I can reach for that Bible study. Um, And I think it's just really helped me with consistency. We have a ton of awesome ones on our website, forthegirl.com, that are really just designed to help you get excited to get into God's Word. And I think when you're excited to get into God's Word, that springboards so many other moments of passion throughout your day. Um, And it doesn't just stop with the time that you spend in the Word. And then the third would just be to, to join a group. I think when you have a group Group of women that you're studying the Bible with, that you're continuously um, confessing with and praying with, um, then that just automatically creates consistency. <laughs> and it creates accountability in your consistency too, which I think is super important. And so those are just three little bonus tips. Uh, sometimes the best way to stay consistent is to stay spontaneous, grab a Bible study, and then join a group. That could be at your local church. That could be a For the Girl group, whatever you need it to look like. But I hope yes. this was encouraging and was helpful and was practical. This was kind of fun to to do this all together. Yes. I am so excited for you guys to get back to that first love fire. It's going to be amazing. It's so worth it. So worth the sacrifice. And I can't wait to hear all the stories. I hope you guys had the best week ever. And we will be talking to you soon. Bye, guys.